listening to Downworld or Dish, a Shadowhunter Chronicles podcast. I'm Kristen. I'm Robin. And I'm Amanda. Hello, everyone. Hi. <laughs> Welcome to episode one, where we are discussing chapter one, Pandemonium, and chapter two, Secrets and Lies. Okay, we open with our protagonist, 15-year-old Clary, and her best friend, Simon, waiting outside an all-ages club called Pandemonium in New York. Uh, now, I just wrote in my notes here, um, are underage clubs still a thing? Because like I remember in the mid-2000s when we were in high school going to underage clubs, but like I don't, yeah. kids nowadays just like hang out on the internet, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I have teenagers. They don't go to clubs, but I definitely did when I was 18-ish. Yeah. Did not. You did not. Did not. You did not. You were too busy (laughs) founding the Harry Potter Club. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So they're outside waiting to get into this club and Clary notices a cute blue haired boy, which I mean, I get that. When I was in high school, if a guy had blue hair, I'd be all over him. (laughs) How you doing? (laughs) Right. Not my jam. (laughs) <laughs> I was more for the puka shells because it was the early 2000s. Ew. <laughs> anyway. Gross. Um, so he's the blue haired boy is being held up at the front of the line by the bouncer uh, because he thinks he's trying to bring in a weapon. He has what looks like a wooden stake, but he convinces the bouncer that it's just foam rubber. It's part of his costume as a vampire vampire hunter. He's cosplaying as a vampire hunter. He needs it. Yeah. So is you that can't the kind of club this is, this is? People go in costume. Yeah, I think it's kind of the scene. It's, okay. it's weird to try to convince somebody that you can't dance without a prop. Sure. Right. But somehow he's got the charm. Right. Yes. Thanks to the wonders of the third person narrative, we get to follow the blue haired boy into the club and get a peek inside his head where not everything is as it seems. We found out that he used a glamour to conceal what was actually a knife. So he's up to no good. We, we can, we can, we, we can, what? No, that was good. It was good. It was good. It was. It was I got a sinking suspicion. You're up to no good. <laughs> I mean, him talking about wanting to eat people was right. not a clue. <laughs> <laughs> it's that we've known this stick is not a stick. <laughs> I said node. Secrets out. <laughs> we knowed. Um, He sees a girl in an old-fashioned white dress, and she's gorgeous. She's got, but she's got this dark red pendant hanging around her neck that has his mouth watering for some reason. We're not sure yet. Right. <laughs> so she gives him a saucy look, flashes a little leg, and he chases after her like a dog in heat. The girl in the white dress makes sure that he's following and slips into a storage room. So that's all we get inside this blue-haired stranger's head. And then we skip back to Clary and Simon, who have made their way into the club, and they're bopping along to the music among the sea of scantily clad adolescents, as you do. Right. And I wanted to read this little description of the way they dance because it made me laugh so freaking hard. It says, they were dancing, or what passed for it. A lot of swaying back and forth with occasional lunges towards the floor as if one of them had dropped a contact lens. 
Can you imagine what that looks like? Right. <laughs> it's seventh grade winter formal all over again. <laughs> or we're just hanging out with the wrong kids who are somehow trying to dance to techno to like kiss by a rose. Yes. Right. No. <laughs> yes. Definitely not. Like, I remember, like, high school dances. and It was a lot of bumping and grinding. Oh, not for us. My first dance, I, in fact, I have a picture of it somewhere in my garage. My hands are on my um, later high school boyfriend's shoulders. And we are legit arms beach straight ball. across. Yes. Beach Leave ball for Jesus. Us. Absolutely. Leave so for nervous. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And it may have been eighth grade, although I believe it was seventh grade. Yeah. 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 No, our chaperones sucked like they did not tell us okay listen Kristen was just a bad kid okay (laughs) she's a bad egg bad egg I mean we did like hide behind the soda machines while we danced wow (laughs) it was bad okay so moving on Simon tries to act like he's having a good time but it's painfully obvious that he does not fit in at all and he's only tolerating the experience for his best friend But Clary feels drawn to this place. Uh, We get a peek inside her head a little bit, and she is kind of noticing the different people around and how they are nothing like her at all. She doesn't dress like a scene kid. That's exactly how I kind of pictured it, Uh like a MySpace scene kid. Yes. And uh, But for some reason, she just really wants to be there around these people um, even though she doesn't quite fit in but she's distracted and not listening to Simon you know right she's too busy like she's people scoping. watching yeah. yeah and she sees the blue-haired boy from earlier that she thought was cute of course duh keeping your eye out for him right and then well, she doesn't she think that she could have a chance to like dance with him yeah so she's <laughs> contemplating going up to him even though that's totally not her status right, it's quo. Not a character. Yeah. It's not her MO. Um, but she's thinking about like, okay, if I go and talk to him, maybe he'll be happy that someone talked to him because he's alone and, you know, doing the typical And what is she going to do with Simon? Thing. I mean, he's there with her, right? He's just going to watch? Well, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think she's thinking about Simon oh, at sure. all. Sure. Okay, right. Good point. To be fair, like, if I saw a hot guy and me and Robin were out of the club, I probably wouldn't really be thinking about her either. <laughs> I'd be like, come with me. Let's do this together. Right. Yeah, we have to yeah. go to the bathroom together. Yeah, we gotta exactly. talk to this person together. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess I'm a different breed. <laughs> I'm a little scared. We don't have to worry about that anymore. Yeah. It was, it was only one time that we tried to go home with like, some dude at the bar, right? <laughs> or no, he tried to go home with us. That's yeah. right. <laughs> go away. I'll cut that out. So. Clary's contemplating. She's overanalyzing things, obviously. And she's pulling a Robin. She's pulling a Robin. <laughs> just overthinking it. And uh, before she gets a chance to work up the nerve to go up to him, something else catches his attention. So she follows his gaze and sees this gorgeous, dark-haired girl in white and instantly deflates. Like, just all the air let out of the balloon. <laughs> and Because this girl is everything Clary isn't. She's tall elegant gorgeous just not how clary sees herself at all and i've got to say hats off to cassie for nailing the teen voice here because she really did she she just kind of got to the nut of it you know Mm -hmm. where oh we've all felt that way yeah you're Mm -hmm. so insecure your body's changing for lack of a better term right Right. (laughs) it's such a mom term but it's true (laughs) you know you're you're just kind of a mess and so like 
you don't feel like you fit in anywhere. And so she did a really good job. Clary watches this blue-haired boy. She's all dejected now, which, I mean, how many of us have seen some hot guy right. and, like, saw his hot girlfriend and you just, like, stare at them the rest of the night because you're like, fuck, I wish that could be me. I'll edit. I'll, I'll be. Darn. Yeah. Darn it. Shakaruni. <laughs> So she watches him weave through the crowd, completely transfixed by this girl that he's following. And Simon tries to get her attention, but she's still not paying attention to her best friend who's right in front of her face. Um, She's too busy, like, stalking this guy with her eyes. And she sees these two dark figures tracking the blue-haired boy. And he doesn't notice. The girl in white slips into the storage room, and the blue-haired boy follows her. The two guys that were following them stopped outside the door and she's watching them wondering what the heck they're doing. Like, why are you following this couple that's clearly gone to get a little... Right. Private time. audience. We're going to call it private time. I like that. (laughs) They're going to go snog. Yeah. Okay. Okay, Hermione. (laughs) And so she's watching them completely confused until she sees one of the guys pull out a knife from underneath his jacket and of course she screams and Simon who's adorably oblivious he has no idea what's happening he thinks that Clary is reacting to this comment he made about banging her mom (laughs) which it's just I mean it's kind of great right perfect timing right So she tries to explain what she saw and point out the guys who are still standing outside the storage room, but Simon can't see them. So that's kind of weird, but he trusts her. Right. And so he goes to get a bouncer, but he's taking too long. There's too many people on the dance floor. He can't push through. So Clary makes a split decision and she sees, as she sees the two guys slip into the storage room and she decides to go after them herself. Which is crazy, right? I mean, <laughs> I mean, who's going to do that? Are you going to do it? It, I would do it, but yes, it's very crazy. Yeah. No, no. Absolutely no. not. Exactly. I I'm going to call my dad. Because <laughs> I am 15. Right. And that right. is just my go-to. Sure, yeah. I, I don't know what he's going to do to help. But I something. think Simon had the right idea. Go get the bouncer. He's kind of the, the adult in charge there. You know, The bouncer's an idiot that, like, let the kid. I guess she doesn't know that at this point. Right, no, right. She, doesn't. she doesn't get third person no. narrative, mm-hmm. but she's dumb. Yes. Well, I mean, yeah, but that doesn't mean that like, I mean, I would still, I would still go. Well, I think, what are you going to do? I think that I'm way <laughs> more capable than I actually am. I would definitely die. Absolutely. But <laughs> so, okay. What's your plan when you walk in? Well, cause you're, you're especially cause you're alone. Like. Right. No backup. And you think that these two guys are going to like, they're, you know, they're going to surprise the two because she's in her head. Uh Uh-huh. These two people are going to go make out. Seven minutes in heaven. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I'm sure. (laughs) Yeah. Well, first of all, she's (laughs) going to have to. a YA book, I suppose. She's going to have to admit she was watching them go in to begin with of course you're thinking of that like anxiety what are they gonna think about me see and i'm just thinking like if you go in and make enough noise you'll scare maybe them you'll off. scare them off okay okay right like because that's what so that's that's what Keith are they mice taught me when i was when i was younger is if you get loud enough with someone generally they'll back down okay it's, fire 
sure. It, it, well, <laughs> if you if people think you're crazy, then they're like, okay, yeah, I don't I don't want to mess with you. Okay, like, okay, right. Not this brand of crazy. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay, so Kristen is charging in like a bull. Right. I'm gonna call my dad and quiver. Right. And Amanda <laughs> is gonna go get the bouncer with Simon. Yes, Simon and I are, are two peas in a pod so okay. far. Absolutely. And this is also not my scene, so. Right, I'm you with would him. be un- probably uncomfortable being there anyway. Absolutely. Right. Yes. Which <laughs> this is completely Kristen's scene. It seems yeah, that way. Definitely. Yes. Yep. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Complete with the herbal ecstasy. Right. Passed around <laughs> by the guy in parachute pants or whatever. <sighs> All right. So again, thanks to third person narrative, we go inside the storage room with the girl in the white dress who introduces herself as Isabel um, and the blue haired boy. A bit of flirty banter and some creepy internal exposition later, the boy realizes that he's made a serious error in judgment. The sleeve of Isabel's dress inched up revealing inked skin before he can even react isabel strikes out quickly subduing him she calls out and the two boys dressed in black emerge from the shadows so they're her posse right yes (laughs) she's the um siren she's the oh yeah she's what do they call that a honey trap a yes yeah Typical, you know, film noir stuff, right? (laughs) All right. So I wanted to read this exchange from the book because I just could not summarize it better than the way she explains it. Cassie is queen. She is. (laughs) So the boy said, are there any more with you? The blue-haired boy could feel blood welling up under the too tight metal, making his wrists slippery. Any other what? Come on now, the tawny-eyed boy held up his hands. And his dark sleeves slipped down, showing the runes inked all over his wrists, the back of his hands, and his palms. You know what I am. Far back inside his skull, the shackled boy's second set of teeth began to grind. Shadow hunter, he hissed. The other boy grinned all over his face. Got you, he said. <laughs> okay, t- two things. You wrote back of his bombs. Yes, yes. I know. Which I can't contain yeah. myself on the, the document. But number like two, seriously grinned all over his face. Like it's in the book verbatim. Exactly. I swear to God. Like, yes. Was not a typo. A grin spreads all over his right. face. But you can grin with your whole face. I think I would say <laughs> grin with his whole all face. Over all it. over your face. All <laughs> over your in face. And around his face. Yes. And around his face. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh my gosh. Great. I guess um, you get to judge people on writing, oh. but we don't. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. I yeah. mean, it's a weird, it's a weird turn of phrase, but it makes sense. Right. Like, like I get it. I yeah, can get over it. You grin it. with your eyes. I, I get it. It's yeah. just, it is a weird way and to say it. Yeah. Obviously, I don't ever remember it being funny when I read it originally. Now I'm just, um, well, just hearing older. Kristen say it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so back to Clary's point of view. She goes into this messy storage room and doesn't see anyone. She reaches down to untangle herself from cords, and she hears voices. She sees people appear out of nowhere, and it's the girl in the white dress, Isabel, and she's with two boys who are whose names are later revealed as Jason Alec. So while behind a pillar, as she should be, hiding <laughs> from these psychos so far, Clary sees these three interrogating, interrogating the boy with blue hair. 
they are asking him about demons and Clary thinks they are completely crazy. Right. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> and isn't at this point, isn't he tied up? Yes. Like they've tied him up to a mm-hmm. pillar and they're like straight up. Right. Like legit interrogations yeah yes reservoir dogsing this guy see (laughs) this is where i split off from clary because i don't know what the hell she's doing hiding behind a pillar like why'd you even go in there if you're just gonna spy on them well she's tangled in a cord she can't get out her foot's stuck oh yeah so then she's like okay stand here and fumble awkwardly or hide okay okay yes see hiding behind a pillar is exactly what i would do i don't (laughs) right Because she's getting my foot stuck in cords is exactly what yeah, I would do. Exactly. <laughs> right. So she doesn't have anywhere to go. Right. Her fight or flight is taken over. Yes. And she can't do she's either. She's frozen. She's frozen. Yes. Yep. Got it. Okay. So Jace continues to threaten the blue haired boy. The boy offers up information on someone named Valentine's whereabouts. Apparently, this dude is back. Uh, this pisses off Jace and he moves to stab the blue haired boy. Clary can't stand, just stand there and watch them kill this person. So she jumps out and yells, stop. In the name of <laughs> Right, <love."> stop. <laughs> or is it hammer time? Uh, right. Or is it collaborate and listen? Right. How yes. are we stopping? <laughs> yes, we are stopping. So would you have jumped out from behind the pillar to try to stop a murder? Yes. No. No, I wouldn't have either. <laughs> I like to feel like. When I think about myself, I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm a good person. Sure. I hold the door open mm-hmm. for people. I put my cart back. Uh-huh. I volunteer <laughs> my right? husband to help. You're not a monster. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I volunteer my husband to help old ladies, like, load their groceries into the car. Sure. When it's raining. And, you know, I like to think that I'm a good person. But then I get into something like this. I would just be afraid they would turn on me. I mean, who's to say they're not going to murder me? I'm not going to. Yeah, you know, this boy clearly got into something he can't handle. These I'm are not all into very valid reasonings. Right. <laughs> Again, do not align with anything that I would actually yes. do. <laughs> right. But well, it's not because I'm a good person. It's because I'm an idiot. Right. And right. I think I'm a lot tougher than I really am. It sounds like, like I have you do. this overinflated <laughs> sense of self where I just think I could take anybody. Okay. So, real quick sidebar before just some insight. My husband and I used to play this game where we tried to hide and scare each other all the time. Uh-huh. Terrible. So it, it, it's fun. So fun. <laughs> so I came home from work early and he was in the shower. So he didn't hear me pull up, didn't hit the door, go open anything. So I decided that it would be a good idea to hide behind the banister on the stairs. And I think I got the one up on him. Sounds that way. But somehow he heard me, saw me, something. So as I'm hiding... He jumps out and scares me. Oh, boy. And I pushed my three-year-old daughter at him <laughs> and ran down the stairs out the door. Like, legit out the door. Yeah, like, legit. And I was like, don't take me. Take the child. Oh. You, were, you just got the bad mom of the decade. Away. Well, right. my flight or fight kicked in and yes. I ran. Like a chicken. So if I can't even protect my offspring, I am not going Absolutely. to She is staying behind that guy. pillar. Yeah, I'm staying behind the pillar. <laughs> yeah. No. I'm, I mean, I'm definitely dying. I'm just not going to let them die alone. Okay. <laughs> like it's, I'm just going to nice die with you. them. That's I'm not nice. going to stop anything. I know right. that. I'm not capable of that. Yeah. But I think I am. I'm far too into murder shows. I'm just, I'm watching this on Dateline someday. I'm going to get the hell out of here. See, and in my head, I'm like, 
they'll they'll do a podcast about me right <laughs> <laughs> i'll be famous one day yeah <laughs> this is how it's done yes <laughs> uh, so while jace explains um about the boy by the way my favorite thing out of all this is clary comes in and yells stop then Alex like, what's this nonsense? Right. <laughs> he is such a grumpy old man. I know. Yes. So far, it seems that way. How Absolutely. dare you interrupt me from my murder? Yes. <laughs> exactly. So Jace just kind of tries to explain that it's not a boy um, because that's a, what she assumes, that they're killing a human. And so he explains to her that it, the blue-haired boy is actually a demon. So while he's sort of explaining himself and why murder is appropriate, um, this blue <laughs> In this boy, situation. Exactly, sure. <laughs> the boy breaks free and attacks Jace, and his hands turn to claws. Uh, they wrestle around on the ground, and eventually Jace stabs uh, a knife into his back. Uh, instead of bleeding regular, you know, blood... Uh, black liquid is coming from the boy and he starts convulsing and slowly vanishes into thin air. So I think as any of us would do, Clary starts to back away and get the hell out of there. And uh, she's caught by Isabel's whip and the three argue amongst themselves on whether or not to bring her back to the Institute since she can see them and they say that she knows too much. Okay, now it sounds like they're actually plotting murder. Right. Like, like they're she planning, they're plotting much. her murder. Exactly. <laughs> they're turning on her. Well, and it's like, it's really funny that first chapter, first part of the book, and you can already see so much personality from these people. Absolutely. Because oh, yeah. Jace doesn't owe this person an explanation. Right. No. At all. But no. he's still going to explain to her how he's really a good guy. But you you know he oh, also enjoys like he's totally getting his rocks off like watching her. He wants to try hear himself to... talk. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Very good point. And, yeah. And be impressive. He wants to be like he wants to be noticed for being awesome. So right. He, he's right. trying to he be the want... very best murderer. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want anybody to think I'm bad. I am so amazing. It's yes. a moral gray area. Right. But it's fine. <laughs> right. It's not against the law technically. 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 <laughs> So all of a sudden, Simon calls out for Clary. Uh, he's in the storage room and has very bravely, I believe, brought the bouncer with him. <laughs> he's confused as to why she's alone in the storage room and asks uh, what happened to the guys with knives. So I imagine Clary's looking around the room like, uh, dude, they're right here. Hello. And so she realizes that Simon can't see them. And Jace just grins at her. Basically, because, yeah. sort of like I, you know. His smart uh-huh. ass. Friend. Yeah, exactly. Ha ha. Like I was telling the truth yeah, the whole exactly. time. Yeah, exactly. See? She already says, um, I'm going to call the cops on you. Right. Get off my property. Yes. And he's like, on what? What are they going to do? There's no body. There's yeah. no body. There's no blood. Like. Absolutely. Yeah. Which. Uh, I think she realizes is true because yeah. the boy completely vanished. I mean, come on. So she apologizes to Simon and I'm assuming the bouncer. I would be more apologetic, I think, to the bouncer than to Simon. Right. And because, um, of course, I can't handle a stranger thinking that I made a mistake. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. And, or like uh, inconvenienced him in some exactly. way. You're like, oh, it's yeah. like my worst nightmare. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so she says that she thought that they went into the storage room, but it, she must have made a mistake. So um, then we see or we Clary and Simon leave the club and hail a cab. It's a, while they're doing that, Simon urges Clary to tell him the truth. Um, I'm sure doubting herself and what she just witnessed, Clary explains that it must have been a mistake. And she reassures Simon that she knows she can tell him anything. Okay. 
just sidebar for, before we get any further. How weird would it be to like just back out of the storage room? They're all right there. You're standing right in front of you. And you're just kind of like, okay, I'm just going to pretend this didn't yes. happen. Like how and weird. And leave them behind. Right. right. To murder again. And you're like, right. I have more questions. Like, yes. I don't, I'm not ready. I agree. I think it's weird that I feel like I could literally tell you guys anything. Mm-hmm. Right. And um, just n- be a judgment free, whatever. Uh-huh. And I just, I wonder if that wisdom of knowing true friendship is something that's come with age. Like, you know, I'm not 15. Mm-hmm. I'm 30. I know now right. what true right. friendship is, if you will, or I'm just weird. Because I no. think I would say something. I think I would try. Like, I would probably like yeah. throw my hands, you know throw my hands up can you not see these people right but then like how soon do you realize that they're gonna think you're fucking nuts absolutely and like how like obviously you wouldn't want to do it in front of the bouncer right, right? and he's of course there well the, but they're outside alone hailing a cab and right. he's basically he's urging her he's saying right. i know there's something mm-hmm. wrong. i know you you right. look like you saw a ghost there's something absolutely. wrong tell me what's wrong and i would have said something but like i can understand the hesitation of like if he can't see it Maybe I really am crazy. It's Maybe it really wrong. is in my head. Absolutely. Like right. I was talking to them, but if no one else can see it, maybe it is. Uh-huh. You know. But again, to your point, as we're older now, like yeah, I would say something, but as a teenager, right, 15, I might not. Insecure, yeah, yeah. I don't know if I would. Absolutely. For sure. So, next um we move on to chapter 2. Chapter two. And that opens in Clary's apartment and she is trying, we see her trying to sketch in her pad, her artist drawing pad. And she has crumpled papers littering her floor and we really get the sense here that she is a perfectionist. She keeps trying to draw the same thing over and over again and she wants things to be perfect in her place. And she's comparing herself to her mother, Jocelyn, who we get introduced to as a new character. And in between her thoughts, her phone rings, and on the other end is her best friend from the night before, Simon. And um, he pretends to be one of the knife-wielding hooligans <laughs> from last night at the Pandemonium Club who's calling to ask Clary for a second chance at a date. I love Simon. <laughs> I love Simon. Like we, he's made a joke about banging her mom. Right. Now he's talking about yes. knife-wielding. I feel like I'm... Which is something... I think I would say to either one of you. Absolutely. Like, I would definitely call you and make fun of you about something like that. I would totally make fun of either of you hardcore. (laughs) I mean, that's the foundation of true friendship is torture. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Right. And belittlement. Yes. (laughs) So, Clary tells Simon that her mother is TO'd Mm -hmm. at her because they got, she got in late last night. And um, Simon just instantly, best friend mode, it's not our fault. There was traffic. All this other stuff is going on. Yeah, because he's. it mentions in the book that he's the youngest. But what I found was really interesting is the um, original first edition, uh, City of Bones, that I have, the paperback that I have, um, it says that Simon is one of three, and he has two older sisters. But in all the rest of the editions, all the newer stuff, he's, it's only one. So I think it was one of those things that got changed between book one and book two or or something like that. Just an inconsistency. Yeah, so they went back and changed it because in the audiobook, it says he's one of he's got an older sister. He only has one. Um, so 
I think it was one of those things that didn't kind of end up panning out later on down the series. And so they went back and changed it. Right. But because. Well, I couldn't imagine. Obviously, knowing what mm-hmm. we know. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. It, to yeah. me, it means nothing. Right. Exactly. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. T- two. Yeah. One. He has a sister. That's yeah. It. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Definitely. And I mean, I get it in terms of like as an author, like if you're starting a series, you don't really know completely where everything goes and like how everything like you have a general idea usually of like how the story is going to arc but there are certain details that don't get hashed out until later so like I can understand being like okay will we never bring this up again so I might as well go back and change it Uh and it's a really small detail but right interesting yeah it's 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 something I would have never noticed it's something I never thought happened I didn't I didn't even think mm-hmm. about stuff like that happening in books. And... Yeah. I mean, well, that's why you have, like, first edition, second edition. Right. Because those are, like, edits that happen. You know, sometimes it's just a comma or whatever. Okay. Um, but, yeah, things do get changed between editions. And it's really fun because when I went back and read this, like, physically, because I hadn't read the actual paperback in a really long time, there's a ton of things that I made notes on that, like, like harken back like later in the series so like I can't wait to go back and be like oh you remember in chapter one where it said this yeah like this connects to that and there was things that I never noticed because I just hadn't read the first book in so long mm-hmm. and like physically like looked at it and looked at the words I I agree you know the first uh Robin and I actually were in the car together and she had me listen to the first chapter to try to you know reel me in right and um <laughs> so I didn't actually read the first chapter so um I'm I'm kind of catching more even mm-hmm. as we're talking here, just learning a little bit more because I just listened to it. Yeah. So yeah, I definitely recommend read. Yeah. It's yeah, definitely a sure. different experience. You you absorb yeah. more, I think. I agree with you. I concur. Concur. <laughs> yes. So back to the story. Simon invites Clary to this poetry slam at Java Jones, which is a coffee shop coffee shop down the street from her house. And we learn that Simon's part of a band with his longtime friend and neighbor, Eric. And Clary's hesitant to go because she doesn't want to poke the bear and anger her mom more by asking her for permission after she just got in trouble for staying out late. But Simon convinces her. (laughs) I'm I'm more on the mom side now. I'm, you know, teenagers. I'm like, heck no. Would my kid even ask me? How dare you? (laughs) Exactly. Yep. But it's one of those things where, you know, he convinces her to do it. And I think it's like. If you ask my mom, she might say yes. Okay, yes. so I relate to this so hardcore because I was Clary in this situation okay. where my mom didn't want me to do anything. But if Robin asked my mom if That's I could great. do something, then my mom would say yes because she thought Robin was an angel. and she Because would... she is correct. <laughs> okay. <laughs> to be fair, you totally were. But she loved you more than she loved me. I mean, she still does. Shout she out. still talks about you more Hi, than Mina. she talks about me. Love you. <laughs> Love you, mom. It's true. So um, the phone call ends and Clary looks around the apartment and uh, we get in that third person narrative again. We're, we're noticing all of Jocelyn's artwork and it's displayed all around their living space. We find out that Clary's father, Jonathan Clark, who was a decorated war hero, died in a car accident before she was born. And her mother went back to her maiden name and never mentions Clary's father, but she keeps a few keepsakes, a medal one or two photos, a wedding ring, and a single lock of blonde hair in a box on her nightstand that has the initials JC carved into it. Okay, hold on just a second. One thing that I always found very weird is that Clary's last name isn't Clark. Like, that's such a weird thing for me. Okay. 
Okay. Like she took her maiden name back and legally changed Clary's name or Clary never had. Right. right. Well, Cause he died before she was born. So yep. I would assume that mm-hmm. she just gave her, her maiden her, name, her maiden name. Right. Well, yes. If she, yeah. If she took her maiden name back, of course she'd want him to match. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's the only thing, I'm, but it just, it always struck me as Interesting. weird. Yeah. I remember you telling me when we were first reading this, like that you think it's weird that like she's keeping a lock of hair. It, I yes, absolutely. I understand the medals and the wedding ring, but the lock of hair is odd. You just want to um, know if it's dead hair or alive hair. I would like to know. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> but I think it's a little bit of uh, insight into the future because, well, although this is two thousand six, and now we have nowadays we have like twenty three and me, but right. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah. like yours. Either way, it's creepy because you, like you said, you've collected a lock of hair. Mm-hmm. Was it off of a dead body? Yes, right. Or was it like while you were sleeping? Like this isn't 1942. Maybe like, like, this isn't the war where right. you're sending a lock of hair to a loved one or something like that. Like, it's, which is still weird. Yeah, I guess that's <laughs> weird. It's weird. <laughs> it could be, but like they did. Maybe that shit I understand back then. like a scarf or something that would have your scent on it. The but metal hair is yeah, exactly like, a wedding ring. But because uh-huh. you're a bloodhound, yeah. I need a scent. Well, and I want to know that's how what much... Andy does when he goes out of town. He leaves me his pillow. <laughs> how much is a lock, by the way? Exactly. I imagine like one inch by like four inches. Yeah, I, I imagine like <laughs> a complete curl. You, yeah, you know okay. what I mean. Uh huh. Like, okay. Like, and then tied with, like, a ribbon. A ribbon, yes. Oh, that's beautiful. It, it sounds beautiful, yeah. Yeah, that is. Little, it, but it reminds me of a little baby, like a blonde baby, like their first haircut. Right. Yeah. Well, I think that's why people, normal people right. do that. I have like, my daughter's first haircut. I don't know what the hell she's doing. Yes, but exactly. <laughs> normal people, like, I think that's more of a normal thing. Uh-huh. I said normal 47 times. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's normal. In scene. So the door to the apartment opens and we meet Luke, a longtime friend of Jocelyn, who's carrying empty boxes. And Clary asks Luke, who she trusts, what would you do if you saw something nobody else could see? I absolutely have to interject here. I love his answer. I've talked about this several times now. (laughs) So paraphrasing just can't can't just do this justice. I have to read this um, directly. So his answer is, uh, Clary, you're an artist like your mother. That means you see the world in ways that others other people don't. It's your gift to see the beauty and honor and horror in ordinary things. It doesn't make you crazy, just different. There's nothing wrong with being different. And I just think that's so beautiful. It is beautiful. It's like what you wish as a parent you would be fast enough on your feet to think to say to your kid. Right. You know exactly. I, mean? I would never have come up with anything so no, clever. No, I would totally. I'd be like, okay. do you need pills? Exactly. <laughs> yes. What is going on with you? Tell me the truth. Absolutely. Are right. you on drugs? Right. Yeah. Are you doing those Xanax bars? Is that what they call them? <laughs> I've never heard of such a thing. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's like a rapper thing. Okay. <laughs> they like rap yeah. about it or something. Flash forward to 2002. Are you eating Tide Pod? Yes. Oh, yes. gosh. Oh, gosh. Anyway, I think, I think that that was just absolutely beautiful. And, you know, he's not even her parent, but he still somehow comes up with something just so meaningful. Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, I think kind of eases her, her mind a little bit. And I think, not to get too far off topic, mm-hmm. but I think that sometimes – the adult that isn't the parent has a better like viewpoint and and can kind of come at a situation better than the actual parent can of course and as someone who grew up with 
I don't want to say a lot of uncles because that's creepy. (laughs) (laughs) But like my mom had a few like long-term relationships and those men who eventually became my stepfathers (laughs) god I make my mom sound really bad (laughs) we love you (laughs) but but those men usually had the best advice and the best like perspective okay so like when I had a problem they were the ones that would like really be able to kind of see it from my side so I I Mm -hmm. really appreciate her relationship with Luke and especially in this moment like I totally get it and like really it's one thing to love something that can't, like I tell my kid all the time, mm-hmm. I made you. Right. You know, like you have to love me. Mm-hmm. That eyeball I made. Right. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. You know, and then another thing to really, truly love a child mm-hmm. who's, mm-hmm. you know, you've chosen. Like you know all about Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Two of my, my two oldest are bonus children and they, they are mine. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's a, a special kind of love I have for them. Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. 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 It's, you can put yourself in a different perspective. Uh huh be there mm-hmm. differently for them. I think it's just a little bit easier to see things from their point of view. Right. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think sometimes they feel more comfortable going to someone that's mm-hmm. not directly a parent mm-hmm. as well. You're like, cool mom. Yeah. Cool not, bonus not, mom. Not me. <laughs> Amanda's <laughs> neurotic. Let's, yeah. let's not forget that. that. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. So uh, Clary's mother follows behind and makes her way into the apartment and Luke's and her acting weird. They're just kind of off. Right. And he's urging her um, basically to talk to Clary. So her mother comes clean and tells her that the three of them are going to be going to vacation at Luke's farmhouse for the rest of the summer. Which is what all the empty boxes are for. Like mm-hmm. pack his stuff up. We're leaving. And Clary is Which is devastated. super weird. Okay. Uh-huh. Because she explains that it's two weeks. Right. Why are we packing boxes? Boxes. Just pack a suitcase real quick. Right. right. Duffel bag. So weird. It's yes. just the rest of summer vacation. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But she is just devastated because um, she paid for these art classes oh, out of her own so money. Pissed. Absolutely. Be- and obviously art's very important to it's, her. And it's yes. important to Jocelyn. So she'd think that she would understand Absolutely. you know, about it. So sh- she's just obviously understandably upset um and she is trying to think of anything that she can think of to make it so she doesn't have to go so she says you know i'll get a job i'll stay behind um i don't know why she didn't volunteer to stay at simon's house right right or maybe Mm -hmm. she did and i just missed it reading and i don't think it was in the convo but i Mm -hmm. i feel like that would be implied like right absolutely every angle yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. and jocelyn is just adamant she said no you're not you have to come with me something could happen to you which is weird. That's a mm-hmm. weird. Thing That's to a weird say. thing to say. Right. Well, I mean, they're in New York, and I am super overprotective mom. Right. Yeah. So from our I get perspective, it. But like, they were just downtown at, at by themselves. That's a good point. Just the two club, of them. Yeah. Absolutely. Hailing cabs. Like they're New York kids, so right. they've got to be used to that like sense of freedom and uh-huh. like kind of they have they're a little more worldly than maybe mm, sure Midwestern yes. corn huskers. Yes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you could so Luke accidentally and i'm just like air quotes mm-hmm. right accidentally knocks over a picture and he's like I-, I gotta leave and he starts to head towards the door so i think it's you know he's frustrated he couldn't he's clearly it, this is just yeah. a weird tasting scene it leaves a weird yeah. taste in mm-hmm. your mouth so it's Joss- like when mom and dad are fighting and you're like i don't know what to do i don't like, uh-huh. something weird is happening yes. right now but it, at the same point, I don't know if she's really picking up on it because she's so mad. Right. Absolutely. You know, we can pick up on that yeah. as a reader. But mm-hmm. for her, she's probably just in her own headspace. Like, I'm pissed. For mm-hmm. sure. So Jocelyn follows Luke 
uh, towards the door and they have this like really hushed conversation that we're in Clary's point of view. So we don't hear everything, but it's about this person named Bane and Jocelyn's like, I've been trying to get a hold of him for weeks and he's in Tanzania, Tanzania, <laughs> but I have said Tanzania seven times. Um, and so she's like Luke asking Luke, like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. And uh, he replies back and he says, you, you can't keep going to him forever. And Clary's not Jonathan. Clary isn't Jonathan. And Luke just, you, you need to talk to her. And he mm-hmm. leaves. Right. He's, he's out. Mm-hmm. Right. He's Audi 5000. Yes. So he's obviously mad. Um, and Clary's like, what the hell is happening? Like, what? Like, right. it, it makes you question, okay, what about her father? Is she so scared yes. that Clary's, like, taking from him or something? Right. Uh-huh. What part of right. you What part you? of him is she not? Right. Yeah. Well, and the other thing I wanted to bring up before we get kind of onto the second part of the chapter is this first part we saw in Pandemonium mm-hmm. where she's comparing herself to Isabel, mm-hmm. which is, I think is a normal sort of teen thing to yeah, do mm-hmm. for sure. But this whole first chapter, she's just comparing herself. Like she is everything. Her mother is her mother's mm-hmm. beautiful. Her mother's right. tall. Her mother's such a good artist. And she's just, you know, in her mind, she's just worthless. Mm-hmm. Right. Which is sad. It, it is. is absolutely. I think all teens go through that at some point. Mm-hmm. You know, they feel like they're just not good I enough. I don't ever. I remember feeling that sort of anxious feeling, but not like to my mom. Okay. I think the reason that it's to her mom is because there's so many similarities similarities between her and her mom. They have the same color hair. They have the same face shape. They do the same thing. They're both into art. Mm-hmm. And because of those things, she sees her mom as kind of just like this elevated version of herself, like kind of like what she's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And and she's not there yet because she's Exactly. Well, she's going to grow into it. It's her mom. I mean, come on. Right. I'm in my 30s now. I look so much like my mom. Right. I act like my mom. When it's weird <laughs> in this space, though, it's like she's obviously just pissed at her. Yeah. Right. But she still can't stop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and also, okay, from having a hot mom okay okay from from that experience when your friends think your mom's hot sure. like there's this weird like almost competition Stacey's thing uh-huh oh, right because <laughs> my mom my mom was a hot mom like right. when i yes, wanted she, to get yes when i wanted to get my belly button pierced she went and got her belly button pierced and then like wore crop tops all the time and i'm like great. mom right <laughs> okay did you do it together or did she do it instead no, of she you did it before me <laughs> she's rude and then Kristen did it and it ripped out. It did. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But then I like pierced everything else. Right. <laughs> everything. <laughs> I thought we were supposed to keep this YA. <laughs> right. Whoopsies. So in the midst of all this awkward weirdness, Simon shows up. Right. Of course. And um, lighten the mood a little lighten bit. Lighten the mood a little He's bit. He's got incredible timing. Right. <laughs> And um, Clary is still, again, I'll keep saying it. She's still mad. So they leave. They're out. Mm-hmm. And they head downstairs and they stop in front of Clary's neighbors, which is Madame Dorothea, seer and prophetess. Seeress and prophetess. Seer. Oh, that was good. Seeress. Okay. <laughs> that was very good. So someone, Clary sees someone exit her door. And when she looks at him, she noticed that he has razor sharp white teeth. 
And Clary is trying to think if she, like, she can't remember if she actually saw what she thought she saw. It's like deja vu. Like, like when you have a moment where you, like, do a double take and you're like, I didn't just see what I thought what I just saw. What the heck saw. was that? Right. Yes. And when she's trying to recall the feeling, she gets nauseous. And um, she says, Classy describes it as, um, it feels classy? like. Classy. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Sorry. <laughs> Keep it classy. So Cassie describes it as this feeling that slips away like water, mm-hmm. which is just Ugh, kind I love of the way she describes bumps. stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. That's... Especially like things in your mind, like because you you can it's like visceral. You can feel what mm-hmm. that feels like. Right. You know huh? exactly Absolutely. what she's talking about. Yeah. I, I just imagine like trying to grab it. Right. Mm-hmm. Like try to catch tadpoles and like a. Yeah. And they just slip through your fingers. <laughs> I was good at catching tadpoles. Well, whatever. Not all of us can be as cool as you. Okay, Amanda? <laughs> I had a little brother. We love each other, by the way. In case you're not right. picking up on that. Yeah. <laughs> the, the slight jabs are love. Right. <laughs> we just, you know, call. I calls it as I sees it. <laughs> Why? Okay, Uncle Joey. <laughs> okay. Oh. <laughs> so Simon and Cleary go for dinner. It's hot in here. It is. Feels good. I know. It's very hot in here. I'm never hot. Mm -hmm. It's so weird. So Simon and Clary go for dinner, and she points out to Simon that she doesn't think anyone really knows her mother, and that she never talks about her past. She doesn't know anything about her grandparents. And Jocelyn always just tells her that her life began when she had her. Ugh. That is like, we're all rolling our eyes, by the way. Uh, I I know, but. That's such a freaking cop out. But don't we all kind of feel that way? I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) No, I had a whole life before my daughter that's came along. That's true. That's true. I mean, when I just, my son's not even one yet. Right. So, yeah, that's <laughs> like, true. I but, just started. Oh, but I just, uh, it's a whole new thinking. life. It's a whole it new is. life. It is. It's a whole new boring life. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, I wonder, I mean, reading it the first time, it's almost like you're so excited. Mm-hmm. I'm just reading to get to the next page. Uh-huh. Right. I want to uh-huh. know what happens. I want to yes. know what happens. You but, didn't analyze it. Right. And now going back and I'm like, so Jocelyn says that they have to leave basically because she's stressed out. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's like, this is all about her. Right. Yes. You know, she's stressed. So now they have to go mm-hmm. out of town and mm-hmm. she doesn't care about Clary. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she's so selfish. She won't even share her past with her. Yeah. Right. Or any of her information. That, even about her father. Even about. Yeah, these are. And it's not yes. her father. It's Clary's grandparents also. Like, yes. It's not just right. about yes, you. Yes. That's right. true. You know, and she's just. Clary's had enough. Which, which I totally understand. And like. Of course, like Robin and I read read these books before we had kids. Right. And then mm-hmm. now we're reading them after kids. So I'm definitely seeing more things from Jocelyn's point of view than I ever did before. But like in this sense, when I, I remember when I first read it, I was so in Clary's corner and I was so pissed off. Yeah. Because I'm like, okay, who doesn't tell their kid about their dead parent? Right. Like, or their family. Like, uh-huh. that's such a weird like, I had never met anyone. She, she would be better off telling her she was adopted. Right. Then. Right. Why even bother telling yes. her? Right. Well, it seems odd to not want to tell her even a single thing, you know? Right. Yeah, absolutely. And that she wouldn't have asked. Right. Well, and mm-hmm. I'm such a curious kid. Like, I would have never dropped it. I would have been like, uh-huh. what do you mean you don't want to tell me? Like, yes. you're going to tell me. <laughs> well, and who knows if she has been and we're just not getting that feedback true. from her uh-huh that's true, true. right but, and she just refuses to, to she tell just her anything bend. right but it seems like 
obviously it's something that's eating Luke away also because he's yeah. like, tell her, uh-huh. tell her, tell her. Yeah. There's something, yeah. and that's that would definitely like raise a red flag mm-hmm. because uh-huh. Luke seems to be like a pretty like straight shooter. Right. Right. And so if he's like on her mom to tell her something or to talk to her about something and mm-hmm. she knows it's about her dad because she heard yeah she's not her Jonathan. Say, yeah, yeah she's heard him say Jonathan like I I'd be like, dude, like he's he's the one that's telling the truth. Like something's going on with yes, mom, yes. and that would definitely put me against my mom like that. So I I can get where she's right. like just kind of spinning in her head, and about she's her. like, just I think she's just kind of going, well, this and this and this and this and this and this, and yeah. then Simon being the ever like optimist. Well, I guess it's not optimistic, but he says he's, like he plays devil's advocate, like a good sure, best friend does. Absolutely. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. She's keeping her level headed. Yeah. yeah, you know, like maybe you see know, it from this side. Mm-hmm. Right, maybe your mother's parents were abusive, which is why her body's covered in scars. Right, which is a which big... sounds like she didn't even notice. And Clary's yeah. like, bro, right, what scars? You <laughs> right? There's no scars like, on my mom. We've all we've we've all seen our mom naked. Okay, right, like, absolutely. <laughs> but like, you yeah. would know, right? Yeah, and she yeah, so she's not no. Which just and then it's weird because they just drop it. Yes, right. Mm-hmm. That's a weird. That's weird that that conversation just drops. I agree. I guess we can't spend. You know, 7, I am 000. forever the person that'll sit and talk about gossip, though. So I'd be like, so yeah. what do you think my mom did? Right. Let's right. call her. Really, show me on a picture. Yes, exactly. Right. Yeah, because that's weird. Well, because like she's seeing things that she that no one else can see and now simon's saying that he's seeing something that she can't see yes yeah yeah like mm-hmm. how like i would totally think i was going nuts mm-hmm. i'd yeah. be like this is it man so i'm seeing things and i'm not seeing things yeah yeah i'm on my way to saint mungo's mm. <laughs> <laughs> sorry i'm wrong fandom so um in the midst of this conversation jocelyn calls clary because i'm sure she feels like a dirtbag of course. Because I would, every uh-huh. time I have to yell at my kids, I feel like a uh-huh. garbage dump afterwards. <laughs> and you're like, just forgive me. Like, right. <laughs> I know. And my to. kids can't leave. Right. right. They're three and eight. Mm-hmm. They're not going anywhere. No. Right. Larry has free range. Yes. Right. So she gets to choose to the, ignore the phone call mm-hmm. and the voicemail. Oh, that just okay. is heartbreaking. So I've mom. been in this place, mm-hmm. gotten into a fight with my mom, took off. Yep. And she called me, and I just ignored it. And so, like, reading this scene was like, oh, it hit me there. And then I thought about my daughter doing the same thing. And I was like, I've got to go cry for a little bit. Exactly. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah, I'm sorry, Mom. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So they're still, I guess, Clary's still angry. And so they're like, okay, let's just get on with our night. We're going to go to Java Jones. And they just start talking about normal stuff again, which is, again, like, how do you drop something how do you so drop intense? Something? But Absolutely. I guess, but that's what happens when you have a boy best friend. Because girls will, like, sit Con- there and yes. pick apart one situation. like Hence tw- this podcast. Right. Right. <laughs> 27,000 different ways. But a guy is like, okay, so let's talk about something else. All right. right. Sounds, yep. You seem good. You see that Sport. rack? Yeah, I want some coffee. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is a better conversation because it's about choosing band names. Right. Between, um, they're working on Sea Vegetable Conspiracy or Rock Solid Panda. Rock Solid Panda! Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, obviously, like, you're a fresh learner, but, like, 
a learner, a fresh reader. <laughs> I'm always learning. <laughs> but the band names become a thing. Okay. Yep. Okay. They're the best. That's the great. best. So on the way to Java Jones, Clary notices that there's this child that's playing with a doll. And the doll, the wings on it seem to be fluttering. She just dropped her phone. I it's did. totally fine. <laughs> I did. <laughs> and Simon discusses his woes to Clary of being single. And Clary's mother calls again, and she chooses to ignore it. And the chapter ends while they're still en route to Java Jones. I love that Simon's, like, talking about being single. He's just dropping hints. Uh, dude, it's so yeah. obvious. <laughs> Again, moving on very quickly from some serious stuff yes. that just went down. Uh-huh. He's a boy. That's he's all he's a boy. thinking about. Right, yeah. <laughs> of course. <laughs> he's like, how can I convince her? Yes. <laughs> just keep dropping these little one-liners. First and ten to get out of the friend zone. <laughs> Ron did it. <laughs> There is hope. Yeah, in that other movie. So, question. From this point on, like, now that we've read the first two chapters, who do you want to learn more about? Like, what characters starting out or were you like okay I want to know more about this one uh-huh so for me I mean it's a character we haven't even met yet it's the dad right Clary's dad okay oh. I'm dying to know more about that okay yeah I totally I totally get mm-hmm. that because it's so it's it's like shrouded in mystery for and yeah. you're like what's the reason yes of course interesting There's a reason yes who's this Jonathan dude obviously I know too much right sure but if I can think back that many years ago I feel like Simon is just like my spirit animal yes so I've agreed with him on most things so far I see well that. that and I he has the what am I trying to say what are you trying to say without giving too much away no right um he's the best character well he has the privilege <laughs> of having a writer write his jokes for him basically yes. Yes. he's got lots of good one-liners yes and stuff and i want to feel like i'm that witty right mm-hmm. in person you like, are try to be funny you're, like, so you're very funny sometimes you're i think you're one that uh thinks of it later oh yeah, yeah. and another thing yeah, exactly yeah. yes so but i feel like we're similar he's mm-hmm. awkward uh-huh mm-hmm. he's nerdy mm-hmm. he's always doing the wrong thing at the wrong time yeah with, like talking about being single as Clary's whole world just comes crashing down <laughs> right. on him. It's a great and, time. you know, making this joke about wanting to bang her mom when obviously it's not her mom. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and that's just me. It's just an awkward ball of weird. Awesome. Yeah. So I just want to know. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to know more about Simon. Yeah. No, I, I would agree. I mean, I was very intrigued by uh, Luke when I first read this I was like who the heck is this dude Mm -hmm. I really liked this dude but Simon I don't know there's just something about Simon he reminds you of me he must be I'm I'm secretly in love with you um secret I've always known (laughs) after all this time Amanda and I had to draw up a custody agreement did you seriously (laughs) just miss a Harry Potter quote I didn't hear you after all this time (gasps) always nerds over here look what i have to deal with have you read the harry potter books no i've not even seen all the movies <sighs> you're so dead to me oh uh, yeah i watch a lot of dateline 
you guys haven't seen the last episode of my 600 pound life <laughs> yes i no. have <laughs> okay sorry this i relate way off tangent <laughs> sidetracked oh that's great but i love simon yes yes so tell us uh who you'd like to learn more about and why all right so make sure that you read chapters three and four uh for our next episode it's another uh double chapter episode bye bye